0: Hey, everybody, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show today, are you a mother? Uh, If you could go back in time, what's the one piece of advice you'd give yourself when you were pregnant? What's the one piece of advice you wish your partner had known when you were pregnant? Today on the Matt Townsend Show, we're talking pregnancy. We're answering the questions that will keep your marriage moving smoothly and will keep your husband alive. That's up next on the Matt Townsend Show right after the news.
1: This is Sam McCall for BYU Radio News. An emerging controversy surrounding possible U.S. spying on European countries is being downplayed by President Obama, who says intelligence agencies around the world collect information, including European Union countries. Arizona Governor Jan Brewer is calling the deaths of 19 firefighters yesterday an unimaginable loss. The men who died were battling a large wildfire, which has grown to burn through 700 acres and destroy more than 200 structures. With chances for political asylum in Ecuador dwindling, Edward Snowden has now reportedly applied for protection from the U.S. in Russia. However, before his new request is even considered, Russian President Vladimir Putin is warning he must stop leaking information that harms the U.S. A Las Vegas Cirque du Soleil performer died over the weekend after falling 50 feet during a live performance. The 31-year-old woman had been an acrobatic performer for 22 years. George Zimmerman took the stand in his own defense today and gave his own account of what happened the night he says he killed teen Trayvon Martin in defense. Jurors in the murder trial also heard a tape of Zimmerman's first police interview after the incident. In world news, military leaders in Egypt have given President Mohamed Morsi 48 hours to share some powers or face a forcibly imposed roadmap for the future of the country. The virtual ultimatum is being issued as millions of people protest in the streets demanding Morsi resign. As part of a continuing European response, to possible U.S. spying, European Union offices are being swept thoroughly to try and confirm the claims. French leaders have already warned a new trade deal may be in limbo if the reports are proven true. That's the news to the top of the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall.
2: Good
0: afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to the program, everybody. Today, we are taking on a very, very big issue.
3: Huge,
0: enormous issue. These are all words you should not use when addressing this issue with your spouse. We're talking pregnancy. What are you supposed to say? To your wife when uh, when we're pregnant. See, it's a very touchy moment because you might say, whoa, (laughs) you are huge. That belly is huge. (laughs) Don't say that. Right. I mean, that seems obvious. And then you're like, well, not I I, No, you're not huge. I mean, you're big. You're big. You're big. Like, do you remember when we had puppies in the backyard? Do you remember that? Okay, Don't bring up animal analogies. Right? Don't bring, don't ever just shut your mouth and just shut your mouth. And like if she says, Do I look fat in these stretchy pregnancy pants? You leave. You walk
3: out right then. <laughs> you don't say a thing because you don't know what to say. And you can't lie. You can't I mean, lie. That would, be, that would be worse. You can't build a yeah. relationship based on lies. Yeah. Not, no, not fat.
0: No. Just huge. <laughs> you can't say that.
4: Well, and if you say she looks small, then she's going to be worried that there's a problem.
0: Oh, yeah. Is the baby not growing? Yeah. Is the baby not growing? It is the weirdest thing. So I'm a father of six children. And my wife, amazing, super, super duper amazing woman. And she handled every pregnancy really well. I seem to be the only one that gained weight. I gained about 10 pounds per kid. Is that right? Jeez. Not 10. Seven pounds per kid. But it was, you know, that's what happens. You put on this baby weight, and then I think it might be easier for women to lose weight because, you know, a baby comes out. Um, but with me, I didn't have that luxury. I had to just lose the weight. Now, that sounds like a – that's just a joke, everybody. Please don't call or write. Um, it's a hard thing, and I really don't think the guys get it. We don't have a clue. We don't. We don't. We think we get it, but I think we're wusses in general. Like, I don't think – if we – if guys had to have the babies,
3: there wouldn't be babies. We can't handle a cold. If the guys had to have babies, there would be much better medications for babies. That's true. We would have solved – we would have
0: found some way to, you know, outsource it. Yeah, something
3: like that. I mean, if I was having a baby, the first thing I would do would be like, put that needle in my back. Oh, yeah. And pump as much painkillers as you can. Yeah. I, I, I I'm always – I'm fascinated when people say, oh, I went through a – I want a natural, natural chi- childbirth, yeah. so no medications. I'm like, stick me with every needle imaginable. I want as much medication as there Except would Except
0: when you act – so I've, I stood there while they put those needles in my wife's back. It's not a needle. It's like a nail. You know, he had a nail gun basically. That's better
3: than a human being coming out of you.
0: Yeah. All of that's pretty shocking. <laughs> that's the interesting thing. That's why I don't think we're ready for it. And then you almost have to go through it. And then once you went through it, you're like, what happened? And then your wife takes a whole different Like When my wife, when we had our first baby, she turned, like she became almost deified in my eyes. Like, that's amazing. You can do anything. And um, it was just powerful. And then all of a sudden, you, I don't know, it's just weird. Then you're kind of, they, then they let you leave with the baby. And they have no clue how clueless you are. We're like, oh, okay, I guess we take it now. Yeah, just put them in your car seat and <laughs> good luck. You, you know I've got driving records. You know
3: I speed. I was freaked out of my mind. It's opposite of that sensation when you go into the post office with a package to mail and then you walk out empty-handed and think, I'm forgetting something. You walk out, by the way, an hour and a half later because the yeah. line is ridiculous. But isn't it kind of
0: It's, it's the other way around? Down, like. You get you get to walk out with it, but then you're, you're with this cute baby. But you're like, we're not ready for this. But then it's funny because your wife's all like charged, like this is let's do this. We woo, we got it. She, my wife, is always so excited, and I felt like under, I felt like underprepared. And she's like, we'll be okay. I don't know, I don't know. And then that that night, then it's cute. The Baby's so cute. Oh my word! And everything's cute. And you just change it, and you're like, ah, oh, look how fun this changing is. Look at the cute little duty. We're changing the duty of the baby. It's so exciting. Once. And then after the night at 3 in the morning, it's not cute anymore. And the baby's like, wah, wah, wah. That's the baby side of it. So we're going to talk to you, dads, and we're going to give you some advice. We're going to bring on an author who went through it and his wife's coming in. Michael J. Snap wrote the book, How to Treat Your Pregnant Wife. It's a common sense guide, guys, to what you say, what you don't say. Because there's some pretty stupid stuff. You can blow more of your life together with your spouse and a happy marriage from here to eternity. You can blow more of that in one stupid comment during pregnancy. Because they also, for some reason, you'd think they wouldn't remember as much. But my wife remembered a lot of stupid stuff that I said during pregnancy. And, um, yeah, it's scary. So... We're going to get into all of that. But before we do, this to me, we found this. Our, uh, our crack producers doing their job found a, uh, I guess, just kind of a story that tends to resemble a lot of us dealing with our pregnant wife. So the room was full of pregnant women with their partners. The class was in full swing. The instructor was teaching the women how to breathe and was telling the men how to give the necessary help and assurance to their partners. <laughs> Sounds like that. And it's like a Lamaze class, right? So the instructor says, "Now, ladies, remember that the exercise is good for you. Walking is especially beneficial. It strengthens the pelvic muscles, and will make delivery that much easier. Just pace yourself, make plenty of stops, and try to stay on the surf- soft surfaces like the grass or a path." She then looked at the men, gentlemen. They all kind of perk up because you know none of them are really paying attention. Remember, you're in this together with your spouse. It wouldn't hurt you to go walking with her that's the one she would have said to me because she's like, hey, tubby, you're gaining too much weight with your wife's kids. Um, So go walking with her. In fact, she said that shared experience would be good for both of you. The room suddenly then got very quiet as the men absorbed this information. And after a few moments, a man named Rod at the back of the room slowly raised his hand. And he said, yes, said the instructor. He says, "I, I was just wondering, would it be all right if she carries a golf bag while we walk? Yeah. Thank you for that delayed laugh track.
3: <sighs>
0: Guys, she's not your golfing caddy. She's not there to carry your bag. She's carrying your child. <laughs> Sorry to get emotional. But if she's carrying your child. Things have to change. So on the show today we're addressing it straight up. If you're out there driving truck and your wife is pregos, listen. If you're a grandpa and you have a daughter-in-law that's preggers, listen. If you are a human being and you're at a supermarket standing next to a pregnant lady, listen. This is today's show is how we teach and treat, not teach, how we treat the people around us that are bringing life to this wonderful world. Now Merit Merritt has been researching her head off. I have. And apparently there's some weirdness about cravings.
4: There is weirdness. Cuz there was about a lot cravings. of stories
0: about how messed up our parents were, our mothers were and what they craved.
4: Yeah, definitely. Like some most common pregnancies, ice.
3: My wife craves ice. Now, yeah, that's ice. but that's iron, right? That's an iron deficiency. You always see that one in movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: Um, fruit is the number one craving fruit. Yeah. And that kind of goes along. Most people crave things that are sweet and things that are sour. And the research that goes with that is that you crave sweet things because your child's going to be sweet.
0: Oh yeah. No, because you need calories.
4: Yeah. You need need more calories. So sugar isn't easy.
3: Why don't you crave like giant burritos then? Why something sweet?
0: Well, you want a sweet calorie. (laughs) You don't want a heavy bloating calorie. That's a burrito craving. You want
3: like a breakfast burrito?
0: <laughs> I crave breakfast
3: burritos. Yeah.
0: After, yeah, I crave after my children, after I get my kids to school, I'm like, I think I need a breakfast burrito. <laughs> Does that mean I'm missing something?
4: I, I think that might be psychological.
0: Okay. Kay. We digress. Yeah. What else? Uh, cravings.
4: Um. Yeah. So fruit is the most common one. There's that's the just sweet element, sugars, and, but then there's also the sour element.
0: Pickles. Yeah. I crave pickle. That's interesting.
4: Which the research shows that that just makes women want to eat a wider variety of food, so they get more nutrients all around.
0: Really? So the pickle craving is like, hey, let's get a cornucopia.
4: Yeah, let's let's eat lots of different foods with lots of different. The fruit is like
0: we just need some sugar, some calories.
4: That also has to do with you know the chocolate and things.
0: Okay, okay. Let's get to that because what if they crave like hot fudge sundays?
4: Chocolate. That's. Some people think that it might be linked to magnesium deficiencies while you're pregnant, but most research actually shows, and I really don't like saying this, that a lot of that's just kind of psychological. They just, it's your it, Pavlovian I, thing. It's like chocolate makes me happy. Yeah. Because,
3: it's, they're just drugging. Yeah. Most women I know crave chocolate all the time anyway, regardless yeah. of whether or not they're pregnant. So I do. I, that's actually, I know that that's a fact.
0: Yeah. Because I went and parked next, I went to take my shoes in next to a chocolate store, and I sat there. They were fixing my shoes while I was waiting, without shoes in my car. And a lady, uh, well, car after car after car after car of ladies pulled up to the chocolate store. So there's
3: there's that's evidence. Uh, when I was on study abroad, evidence. when I was on study abroad in England, there was 38 girls and two guys. We were in Portsmouth in England, and there's a Cadbury chocolate factory Ooh, outlet. Yummy! All 38 of the women on the trip ran to the chocolate store. Cadbury. Me and the one other guy on the on the trip were like, we don't get the big deal. We went and got fish and chips. So Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it right there. Yeah. I don't care who you that's are. That's a sample. That's, that's a, a big sample size. Study. But
4: here's the thing. Yes. Women will crave the salty things as well because <sighs> they have to produce more blood while they're pregnant. So And so need, they I'll, need higher take amounts our of sodium. sodium. Yeah. So really So cravings like are just cravings your body's just way of getting
0: what you want.
4: Basically. Um,
0: is that true with non pregnant people? Because like I crave sometimes. I crave Cheetos.
4: I again I think as that Bronco might Mendenhall
3: be. as we I learned last week. By the way, if
0: you didn't listen to our Bronco Mendenhall show and Holly, his wife, killer show, go check it out on BYU. YouTube. It's on it's on our, our YouTube, YouTube channel. Just look up Bronco and BYU radio. radio. Uh, so Bronco likes a good Cheeto.
4: Yeah. Well, see, there's a lot of research, too, though, that we are um, maybe humoring these cravings more than is needed. Oh. Because cravings are usually linked to emotional problems. And when you are pregnant, emotions are constantly up and down and up and down and up and down. What? You didn't know that?
0: Merit. (laughs) So... When a woman's pregnant and she's now has a a being growing inside her being, mm-hmm. she's been infiltrated. Yes. And she has a human growing inside of her. Yes. Apparently they like siphon, is that the word, off the hormones? They start like taking your hormones and it messes up her hormones.
4: Are you, the hormones are all messed up.
0: Oh, I've never heard of this.
4: Mm.
0: So what would that do?
4: Well, cuz so we think the they're crazy. Yes, but that's just because the hormones, the hormones like they'll change whether or not you're happy, how you yeah. respond to things, um, your stress levels. Does it change how they look at their
0: body? Yes. Cuz sometimes it would. they're like, my body's a vessel and I'm I'm bringing life <laughs> to the earth. And the other times they're like, my body's a flipping Mack truck <laughs> and I'm delivering a that baby. That might on just a truck. be, you know. Just plain,
4: you have a lot more of you. When, that's it. Yeah,
0: I know it is. You know,
4: a little being.
0: Okay, so the hormones are a big deal.
4: Hormones are a big deal. But here's the coolest thing that I learned is that the hormones aren't just for the pregnant ladies themselves. It's also for the dads to be. They what? have major hormone changes. The guys' dads do? Yes. Like what? Okay. For example, when they first, during the first few weeks of pregnancy, uh, the the dad will feel... He'll have higher levels of cortisol, really? which, stress. Is, which is a stress hormone. It's yeah. the hormone that wakes you up in the morning.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, we got to get our game yeah. on. So okay. it's like, you have yeah. to get ready. Yeah.
4: You, you know, you or, have no clue what's coming. So
0: I got to get out of this house. This yeah. lady's pregnant. But it's what it is. It gets you going. It makes you, like, start nesting almost, doesn't it? That's yeah. interesting.
4: Yeah. So the, that's the first thing cortisol. that happens. Okay. The cortisol boosts. So they have to be ready to get those things. And that's actually, a lot of dads experience anxiety during yeah. pregnancy because they're stressed out about what's to come. How am I going to
0: pay for this? Yeah, so uh,
4: things that are recommended are, you know, birthing classes, reading books, just so you can be prepared. That's huge. But then, about three weeks before the baby arrives, the level of their testosterone decreases by a third.
0: Who's? The guys? The dads. Their their testosterone decreases by a third, so they actually might be less interested in touching their wife.
4: They they want more fatherly
0: yes. involvement
4: so they're less interested in kind of their manly aggression and their maybe desire for women so that they can be more grounded it's it's an evolutionary yeah. thing so That's they'll be grounded so and it kind of brings with, them back to earth yeah so that they stay home yeah. to help with what's happening
0: how interesting Yeah,
4: but there's some other weird things too and a lot of it happens not with hormones but with their brains for example a dad will be better at hearing a baby's cry Mm-hmm. Throughout pregnancy and then after they have their own children. Yeah. So they'll be better at hearing Super other hearing. babies. Yeah. and,
0: and then, But
3: then you learn to fake it. Like, is the baby crying? <laughs> I don't know. Was the sure. baby crying? Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. So we just determined that having a child gives the husband superpowers.
4: Basically. Like Skyboy. Skyboy doesn't powers.
5: have children,
3: but he already has superpowers. Man, you will be fantastic.
5: <laughs>
0: You'll be Skyman, not Skyboy. Yeah. These are crazy. Okay. Yeah. What else?
4: Well, studies show that. This will continue, those the decreased testosterone levels and the heightened abilities in other places will continue if the dad is involved with their children. Yeah,
0: that's so I've basi- heard that. Yeah. yeah, so
4: basically you will be a better dad the more time you spend, which, I mean, that's kind of common sense. But that's there's great. lots of science to back that up, which is cool. And this is, here's one that I thought was interesting. Looking at a baby's face causes the brain's parental instinct to light up. Really? Yeah. So looking at a baby's face makes you feel more parental. Wow. Yeah. And See,
0: that's that's dangerous. Okay, but those here's here's a cool that. one. Ready for this? Yeah.
4: A baby smile activates the same brain circus circuits involved with falling in love.
0: See, that's messed up. See? They also, I've heard, open their eyes more. So when a baby sees like their parents, they open their eyes wider. And they used to believe that was to get more light in, but it's really it endears you to
3: the baby.
5: Yeah, like the bigger the, the baby's baby. eyes. Yeah, but it's...
0: see the baby in his head's like, I'm gonna
3: kill you guys. <laughs> I like how she's not sleeping. She ever. says, you know, that seeing a baby's face will trigger that same sensation yeah. as feeling in love. And most people would be like, oh, that's that's so sweet. That's like, oh, that's so. <laughs> awful. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're devils. Yeah, that's but a pick, this is. True.
4: I just think it's so cool that's that huge. your body prepares everybody. Yeah.
0: You're to like be wired like the
4: better family. Yeah,
0: it's interesting, too, because then the wiring. So a husband gets more stressed and anxious, but then he's has less testosterone. So he's not maybe seeming as attracted to you because he's kind of like turning paternal now.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And then all of a sudden you might be offended, ladies, because he's not he doesn't find me attractive. Anyway, nature. Fun how it works. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go to one of our Facebook callers, uh, a mother of five girls pregnant with her sixth. She's going to give us some advice on what we should be doing as a, uh, you know, parents and with kids on the way. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back on BYU Radio.
5: A tiny add-on chip may keep your GPS from ever losing track of the sky again.
6: This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future.
5: If you live in a big city, you know how great it is to have a trusty GPS. And you also know the frustration of losing that GPS signal when you go through tunnels, under bridges, or through the canyons between skyscrapers. GPS is, after all, based on radio signals, and city environments can block or degrade those signals. DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, is trying to solve that problem for the military by taking a sort of high-tech step backwards. Before GPS existed, airplanes, ships, and missiles got their navigational cues from something called an inertial measurement unit. Using clocks, gyroscopes, and accelerometers, an IMU starts off from a known position and calculates what direction and speed you travel. It's jam-proof. DARPA's idea is to build an IMU on a chip that's barely one-sixth the size of a penny. The IMU chip could take over guiding your GPS anytime the radio signal got blocked. The chip could eventually find its way into numerous consumer devices. And you will find that meeting place you're late for. Tunnels, bridges, and all. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino.
6: Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us.
0: On Talkworthy,
7: host Kim Power Stilson chats with experts about topics of interest, and
8: it seems
4: like everyone learns something new. Yeah, and I think that was interesting too because there are some, there were some courses in Scotland when I visited that did not allow women golfers, but not no longer.
3: Really? Yeah. See, I came down to this show to learn more about it than you did. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Talkworthy airs weekdays at
7: 3 p.m. Eastern here on BYU Radio. Talk about good.
0: Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about pregnancy, and uh, a lot of us, you know, it's all over the place. Every one of us are going to run into a room or a space or a place, and you're going to just come face to face with somebody. And then there's the old famous fearful moment where you're not sure if she's pregnant, but you ask Hey, when's the baby due? Is what Brian Reagan always jokes about. The great comedian. Um, when's the baby due? And right when you are there, you're like, ugh, maybe she's not pregnant. So it's a scary thing. We, so we posted on Facebook. Um, what, what should you say? How should you handle? You know, your partner if they're pregnant. You know, what do we need to know? Basically, the do's and don'ts of dealing with your pregnant wife. And uh, one really quick one, then we're going to get to our uh, a great call in from one of our Facebook friends. Um, Angela, on my Facebook page said, "Most unfavorite comment from my husband is um, when he claimed, "Morning sickness is all in your head." Yeah. OK. He's lucky to be alive. He's—that's exactly What she said. He's lucky to be alive. Well,
3: in his, in his defense, it's probably triggered right by some kind of hormones in the brain. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. So it it literally isn't. He's not totally <laughs> wrong.
0: Well, and it's because she wants to just throw up because her body's changing. But <laughs> more importantly, let's go to Chelsea from Cedar City, Utah. Chelsea has five girls. She's pregnant with her sixth. Chelsea, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show.
7: Hi, Matt. How are you? Good. How are you? doing fantastic.
0: Where are we? How far along are we?
7: So about halfway. We find out Wednesday if it's a boy or, or another blessed girl.
0: Five girls already. Let me just shoot straight with yeah. you. It's going to be a girl. Yeah.
7: Thanks for just that. Just
0: wanted to <laughs> let you know. I just got the memo. Yeah, we're
7: just planning on
0: it. So. Now, no che- Chelsea, good luck with that, by the way. Thank but you. You know by now some of the things. What, what advice would you give to the men out there? That, you know, what should they say to their wife? What should they not say? What's what's the best advice you can give us?
7: Okay, so here's a don't. Okay. Don't come home and ask your wife what she's been doing all day, because she'll likely say just sitting on the couch eating bonbons. Yeah,
0: because that's what they right.
7: do. Yeah, that's what we do all day. But don't criticize the status of the home, the cleanliness of the sink, or whether or not you have a press shirt. Just be grateful for what she has done and, and Try help out as much as possible because she knows that you don't have clean underwear. She knows yeah. that your kids are eating cereal for dinner, and likely she feels guilty about it, but is just tired. So, oh, tired
0: it. Schmeyer, Chelsea. <laughs> six kids, but, come on! How hard could that be? I mean, well, seriously, I you've got to be—you got six kids, well, five and a half. Yeah, you're dying.
7: Yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's but, good times every day.
0: Well, you don't know how hard it is to go to work, Chelsea.
7: Well, you're right. I don't. Have,
0: have you ever heard that?
7: <laughs> Never. <Okay>. Never.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. I think um, I think that's really good advice. But so, <sighs> men really just have to shift their expectations, right?
7: Well, I think it's it's more just an understanding of we're in a different place, and this yeah. is hard on us as much as it is on them to not be number one for right now. Yeah. I think you know for the next for forever we're going to be doting on them twenty four seven. And now is their time to kind of give us that emotional deposit to draw upon in the yeah. future. So we're not going, well, when I was pregnant, you did nothing, and you still wanted me to press your shirt and make your lunch and, right. and mow the lawn.
0: It almost sounds like men are pigs.
7: Well, no, they're just little guinea pigs sometimes. No, but I mean, it, but in
0: a weird way, it's kind of like we don't maybe it's because you're so involved in it. Like it's the whole baby thing is core to your life. It's in you. You carry Mm -hmm. it. It's your body. It's your hormones. It's your everything. And I just know as a dad, a lot of times I felt like an outsider. Like I Mm -hmm. I would go, Hey, so it's kind of like, Hey, how's the, you know, if you're building a house, how's the house building going? If you're not involved in it at all, it's just like, (laughs) how's that going?
7: Yeah. You just get a picture every 20 weeks and you go, Oh, that's nice.
0: Yeah. That's yeah,
7: a... I think I oh, think one of the best things my husband does is that he's involved just with about every pregnancy up until this one because our dynamics have changed a little bit. He's been at every doctor's appointment. He's very involved. He holds my hair when I throw up. And oh, that's he's great! Really good to help with the kids. We joke about having the walking farts, and you yeah. know we keep things light and humorous, and and he's good to be involved.
0: Yeah, you know, I, think- I wouldn't joke about that, Chelsea. <laughs> just because, yeah, don't get that in his head. Um, some things you just don't want to start. But one one that's of the things sense. I think is that's such great advice, like having him involved, have him at your appointments, have him, I mean, make him a part of this whole thing. Because it really, you know, five kids is different than one kid. When you finally have your first kid, it, it that most guys are probably fairly involved. Uh, yeah. But it also, I felt like a fish out of water, like just not knowing what to do.
7: Well, and your wife is right. They're wicked. This is if, if it's a first child. Yeah. It's her first time too. so yeah. she's you know feeling just as nervous and out of it as as the guy is. But by the fifth or sixth, yeah, we're kind of going. Don't you get this? Don't you get that I'm tired? Don't you get this?
0: hello? This
7: is, yeah. Do, do I have I'm to hot. spell it out?
0: <laughs> I'm hot. Turn the air down. I'm freezing. <laughs> no, I'm freezing. It's so cold. <laughs> Turn the air up. It's so funny. I mean really and it is a special time. So um good luck to you. If it's a girl, do we have a name?
7: Um no. We're we're out of names. We've used up all five of them. So I've got one. We're
0: out. Okay. Uh, um Kike. Kike.
7: Kike. Yeah. That that's it, an option. Thank you a, for that.
0: Well, it's a good one. <laughs> um and then you just call him Key. Or her, K, either one, Kike. Yeah. No, it was just a kid yeah. in my, it was a kid I knew in Argentina. I lived in Argentina. His name was Kike. And so now I always suggest people name their kid Kike and they look at me like, okay, just like you said, that's one option.
7: That, that is an option.
0: And then if, if it's a boy though, for sure, um, we we do want you to call him Skyboy. <laughs> that is on
7: our list actually.
0: Okay, okay Skyboy, because that's after <laughs> our board operator Sky, Skylar Hanson. <laughs> And if the, boy, if the baby comes out a little redhead, then for sure it's Skyboy. <laughs> for sure. Yeah.
7: I'll make sure I post a picture of that.
0: <laughs> Chelsea, we're, we wish you the very best of luck. And uh, maybe call us. Call us back. Get, email me. Or put, go or On Facebook, go on and tell me when you have the baby, okay? Okay. We'll do. I want to hear about it, and then we're going to call in and see how your husband did.
7: <laughs> He's a rock star. That's
0: that, great. That's awesome. Thanks, Chelsea. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we're going to take a break. We're talking about the do's and the don'ts of dealing with your pregnant spouse, how to make it through pregnancy in a healthy way. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio.
1: Richard and Linda Eyer Hello, listeners. have a unique perspective on life. I was going to do this show from underwater. But when it comes to parenting, they always know just what to say. And after writing over 20 books on the subject, they are more passionate than ever about helping people raise happy families. It kind of makes your whole life more vibrant. Join Richard and Linda for Iyer's on the Road weekdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern here on BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for BYU Radio News. The loss of 19 highly skilled firefighters made yesterday as dark a day as Arizona Jan Brewer, Governor Jan Brewer, excuse me, can remember. The men were working to battle a dangerous wildfire when they died in the nation's largest loss of emergency personnel since the 9-11 tragedy in 2001. With chances for political asylum in Ecuador dwindling, Edward Snowden has now reportedly applied for protection from the U.S. in Russia. However, before his new request is even considered, Russian President Vladimir Putin is warning he must stop leaking information that harms the U.S. A Las Vegas Cirque du Soleil performer died over the weekend after falling 50 feet during a live performance. The 31-year-old woman had been an acrobatic performer for 22 years. George Zimmerman took the stand in his own defense today and gave his own account of what happened the night he says he killed teen Trayvon Martin in self-defense. Jurors in the murder trial also heard a tape of Zimmerman's first police interview after the incident. In world news, military leaders in Egypt have given President Mohamed Morsi 48 hours to share some powers or face a forcibly imposed roadmap for the future of the country. The virtual ultimatum is being issued as millions of people protest in the streets demanding more resign. As part of a continuing European response to possible U.S. spying, European Union offices are being swept thoroughly to try and confirm the claims. French leaders have already warned a new trade deal may be in limbo if the reports are proven true. President Obama is downplaying the growing EU controversy, saying many countries' intelligence agencies collect data beyond regular media reports, including some from Europe. The president also said his administration will contract and address those concerned. That's the news to half past the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend. And we are taking on a, a critical topic today the topic of pregnancy. Apparently, it happens in the world, and people get pregnant, and then a lot of times we don't know what to say to them, especially if we're married to them, and then all of a sudden their body's like making all these crazy demands on them, their belly's growing. Hormones are kicking in. Self-esteem is taking a hit. And then we say something really stupid, like one of our Facebook uh, friends pointed out. Check this out. One of our Facebook friends said, uh, Loralee said this. She said, if you are a farmer, don't compare your wife's pregnancy to that of your milk cow. Need I say more? Well, you'd think you wouldn't have to say that, Loralee. But um, apparently we don't know what to say. So we decided to bring on an expert. And the expert um, is really Kimmy Snap. Kimmy is the expert, but her husband wrote a book, "How to Treat Your Pregnant Wife: A Common Sense Guide." So, uh, Kimmy, thanks for joining us, and thanks for bringing your husband, the author.
9: Oh, hey, we're glad to be here.
0: He now, Mike, how do you you you've had how many children? Five. Five kids. By the way, Michael has worked in higher education for more than a decade as a career counselor. He's an instructor. He holds a bachelor's degree in communications, a master's degree in educational counseling. He has five amazing children and is happily married to Kimmy. Now, Kimmy, you have a baby. You have five. Yes. And in each one of these, you've been teaching Michael some lessons. Were these easy lessons to teach him? Did he was he a quick learner?
9: He is such. A great guy that I didn't really have to teach him a lot. Didn't he, you? He's Did you really, pick up really it? yeah, and he was really there for me for a lot of it. Every once in a while, like there'd be a little moment where I'd be like, "Oh, that wasn't funny," and he didn't you know.
0: <laughs> Has he ever told you that morning sickness is in your head?
9: No. Oh, I couldn't believe that. See, that was really
0: <laughs> smart. He's got some great advice. I we were going through it, and I'm like, "These are just great tips all around." Uh, mail your wife a letter telling her how much you love her.
9: Yes, he does that a lot. Does it's he really? Really sweet.
0: That's like romantic. It is. It almost makes you want to have a kid with her. <laughs> oh, you've had six or I five. Um, here's another one. This is a really good one. Keep her car clean for her inside and out.
9: Yes. I had, well, you know, when you're really, really pregnant, bending over is just not even an option, and much yeah. less even getting into the car is really a fun job. But so that was really nice to be able to come out and find it already cleaned and all ready to go and gassed up. and.
0: Don't pretend you didn't know that your kids needed something. <laughs> See, did the ladies even know that we do that, Kimmy? We're like, oh my God, oh, I oh, think oh we, the kids needed
9: that? Because I didn't even know that. I think we suspect, but we just don't say anything. You're
0: like, you are crazy. Uh, as nice as it sounds, don't say, you know, you don't even really look pregnant, at least until you stand sideways. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm afraid to know how, Mike, how you learned all these. Did you, like, did you actually say these and you're like, that was bad?
8: You know, I can't remember which ones I did or didn't say, yeah. but. Walmart lines, other places you see and hear things. And yes, I did step in it several times, ergo the book. So, But not all of them are mine. Now, I, now what made you think of a book? Because this is,
0: this is like the third rail. This is this could be a very dangerous thing. This is the third rail in the subway that no one should touch and they'll get electrocuted. You're right. But you did it, and you did it as a guy. I mean, a lot of people would say, yeah, guys don't have any right to say anything because women have the stretch marks. Their body takes a
8: beating. Right. Well, and this is in support of all that, really. I can't remember what the first one was. I just kind of – I said something not so brilliant, and I got the look, and I wrote it down on a Post-it note, don't do that again. And then as time went on, I started doing it more and more, and I had about 30 things written on receipts, business cards. I started putting it on the computer so I wouldn't forget it all. Yeah. And pretty soon I realized – Then you had a book. Yeah. Does the –
0: Kimmy, as you're looking at this – I mean, there's a lot of things that could go wrong in the relationship. Just, you know, you have a woman that's pregnant. Her nose seems more sensitive. She <laughs> smells are a big deal. Uh, thoughts of having to do more. I mean, like getting in and out of the car you made is just a big deal. To have to yeah. reach over and pick something off off the floor of your car is near impossible. Did you do any coaching on this book? Or do you think, you know, or did you just kind of just you just realize it's something to keep Mike busy?
9: No, he would ask me things and like, how'd you feel about this? Or was, you know, what, when in the pregnancy did this happen? And we talked about it a lot, but most of the things were things that he, like he would come up with them or he had noticed I needed things or that like he said, something maybe wasn't such a good idea. And so he was just, I was kind of like his sounding board to bounce ideas off of, but yeah, he was, he was pretty awesome.
8: How old's your oldest child?
9: He is turning 18 in two weeks. Holy
8: cow. Yeah. We 18. turned 20. He turns 18 on the that's same amazing. day. That's amazing. So
0: you guys were two when you had your first child. Right. We were two. <laughs> Which is just, that's weird. Sort of. That's kind of awkward. Um, hey, it was right. Tell me, tell me, like, if we had to break it into just a few principles, um, Mike, what's the first thing you learned as a dad? You know, because I always felt like I, I didn't know my role, you know, because right. I'm not going to... I don't know. I can't just, I can't do it for you. If I could deliver the baby, I would, is what I would tell her. But she And we all know I wouldn't, because that just would hurt. Sure. And so, um, you try to be supportive, but what was like the number one thing you learned just up front about dealing with Kimmy? And I guess every mom's a little different, but I think the principles are the
8: same. Well, that's one of the things I did learn. That they are so different. She is an incredible pregnant woman. Yeah. She makes it seem easy. Yeah. And it's easy to take for granted. I think that's what I realized first. Don't take anything for granted, and it also depends on the months that she's pregnant, the temperature yeah. outside, yeah. the food on the shelves. Basically, I learned, be flexible, be patient, be supportive, and I didn't take long to learn that. Yeah, because it really is... I mean. She
0: has needs. The needs are going to change maybe based on the time of year, time of day, time of whatever. Um, but everyone's – we're all kind of a, a makeup of physical, social, mental, spiritual, financial, all these different makeups and components. So you had to kind of individually go figure out, OK, physically what is she needing first trimester? And you probably didn't think, OK, I'm going, this month she needs this. But but you figured them out.
8: Right. Well, and a lot of it is, I like the caller from Cedar City, talked about how her husband was completely involved going to the doctors. That's a big part of it. That's huge. Otherwise, you're just ignorant to it. And the doctors, they teach you. Yeah. Pretty cool. And and it's interesting. I remember they would teach me kind of differently,
0: like, okay, now, Matt, so- what this means for you, probably is this: my doctors were great that way. Kimmy did what 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 did it mean to you to have to have Mike there to have him showing up at your appointments? Was that a big deal to you, or you know did you take it or leave it?
9: Yeah, it was a huge deal. It just really cemented the fact that he felt like it was his baby too, and that he cared about what was going on and then we did have one appointment that we got bad news, and it was so nice to not be alone now, what if to get alone? that bad news, yeah, yeah, I think it would have. I don't know how I would have handled that. But so and then we have those to look back on and things that we went through together and and he learned things when I did and so it wasn't me relaying messages and it was he already knew and it was just really awesome to have him there every time.
0: Isn't it? Um, and, and you'd think too it might get harder to be there every time with every kid. But the funny thing is is it's not hard for you. You're kind of excited to see every stage of this. And if the guy's sitting there saying, Ah, I've seen you've seen one ultrasound, you've seen them all.
8: Yeah, but well, But that's
0: (laughs) you you need to be there.
9: Yeah. Well, it's his baby, too. And and I think that helps them feel like it's not all about the wife. And it's about them, too. And they need to be just as involved. And where it isn't their body and they can't feel it, then Mm -hmm. that is their way to connect.
0: So if you're a wife out there and you're pregnant, I mean, one of the keys, I guess, you could just hope he'll get what you need. But a lot of times they're not picking up on it. And so if you want them at those appointments... You probably need to say that. Yeah. Right? I mean, if they're not naturally coming to the appointments, you might want to say, I need you there.
9: Yeah. Because I, I, Cause I liked having,
0: a, not a list, but I like knowing what you needed me to do instead of me trying to figure it out. Is well, that and Sometimes...
9: If they're questioning, like, do you really need this? Are you really sick? And then it comes from the doctor and not from the wife. then yeah. maybe it's a little bit easier to understand that, yeah, that really is real. I really am sick. I'm not just making that up. And, so oh, and
0: Especially, too, because pregnancy. Well, you didn't have that last time. I mean, this is, I, I don't, this is a new doctor. I think they're just you know, trying to give you more <laughs> vacation time in your third trimester. Yeah. Don't ever believe the doctor. Isn't it interesting? It really, and it's so personal, isn't it? And it has a it has the way to be, um, it has a way to kind of create more intimacy between you two, too.
9: Yeah, it does. Because, it, again, it's another way of, for him to say, I care about you and what you're going through. More than just, hey, what did he say when you got home? Like, the fact that he took time off work and he made it, it changed his schedule around to be there really means a lot.
0: That's huge. Well, and I, now that you have older kids, I mean... It's, it's got to mean something to the child, too, to know that dad showed up.
9: Yeah, I think it's a really good example for our sons that this is how a dad should be. Like your dad cared enough to be there when your little sister, you know, we found out what your little sister was or, or whatever it yeah. was. That They see that as a good example.
0: Good stuff. You know, you'd think it would be just more natural, and I guess it is. But maybe it's more natural for – sometimes I wonder if it's not just more natural for the ladies because it's a very natural process. In a way, it's – you and your body. For us, it's kind of like, uh, do you want me to rub your back? No, my back. Don't touch my back. Do you want me, I'll, I'll help you sit up. No. Blah. Do you wanna, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to get a slurpee for you. Do you want a slurpee? Um, Mike, What uh, what's your big learning? Like if you're sitting there, you know, five kids later, what would you be telling the dads first and foremost?
8: Well, the expert here covered it but it is your baby too. And it is so so often you hear guys say my my wife's pregnant. And I know what they mean, yeah. but that's only part of the equation or my wife's expecting. It's got to be a partnership all the way through it. You got to be expecting. excited, be positive about it and that's not huge. act like it's inconvenient in any way. The language is important, isn't it? Cuz if you say
0: we're expecting, you own it. Right. If you say my wife's expecting, that might actually get you believing it's hers.
8: It's like guys saying, "I got to watch the kids tonight." Yeah. You don't
0: watch your kids. No, you babysit them. Don't no. ever
8: say that. That's right. Right. Yeah. If, if you
0: say, "Yeah, I got to babysit my kids tonight," that's the first time I saw my wife's head spin all the way around. That was freaky. Exactly. Because you don't do that. You. You. What do you do, Kimmy, with your kids?
9: Well, like Saturday, I had to go to a, a class, and I just said, "I'm going to this class on Saturday. Are you, you going to be home because." I didn't ask. I just like this is you know. This and is your he role. said, "You don't have to ask me. This is you know. I'm their dad. I'm here."
0: But you were like, "No, really. I don't know if you're going to be here." I, yeah, gonna I'm gonna like, I'm here. just checking
9: to make sure you're going to be home.
0: It's not. <laughs> that is so great. Isn't that funny? Because that's kind of the age old issue. Um, our language is a big part of this. Well, we're going to take a break. We're talking to Michael Snap, Michael J. Snap, and his wife Kimmy Snap, and. Uh, Michael wrote the book, How to Treat Your Pregnant Wife, a common sense guide. When we get back, we're going to start going through some of the tips. Um, Do all the ironing. Apparently, that's important. Right on. It's just hard to iron around that belly. We'll be back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. By the way, you can get Michael's book, How to Treat Your Pregnant Wife, on Amazon.com. You can go to DeseretBook.com as well. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to BYU Radio.
8: World issues can be complex and oftentimes confusing.
3: The percentage saying that he's more pro-Israel went down from 31% to only 6 It fell a few months later only 4%. The poll had a margin of error of 4.5%, which if you think about it is almost mathematically impossible. That meant that there are people who hadn't even been born yet who had
8: a problem. Learn from the experts by listening to Notes from the Kennedy Center, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
2: With the Parent Previews Movie Guide, I'm Rod Gustafson. Mike Wazowski and James P. Sullivan haven't always been the scare floor dream team depicted in the 2001 Pixar movie Monsters, Inc. In fact, there was a time these two could hardly stand each other. Meeting on the campus of the G-rated Monsters University, now playing in theaters, the pair doesn't get off to a particularly good start, especially when Sully tosses a squealing stolen pig mascot through the window of Mike's dorm. Only after a While Chase around the room does Sully stop to formally introduce himself.
3: What am I doing?
1: James B. Sullivan.
8: Mike Wazowski.
1: Listen, it was quite delightful meeting you and whatever that is, but if you don't mind, I have to study my scaring. You don't need to study scaring. You just do it. Really? I think there's a little more to it than that. But hey, thanks for stopping by.
2: However, what begins as disdain eventually dissolves into camaraderie as Sully and Mike have to work together to get into the university's prized scare program filled with impressive lessons about self-worth, teamwork individual talents and accepting responsibility this animated adventure isn't for the very youngest of audience members however older children and their parents will likely love these colorful characters and their budding friendships and it is one funny movie helping parents make confident cinema choices this is the parent previews movie guide
0: Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are joined by author Michael J. Snap and his wife, uh, really the one in charge, Kimmy. And uh, Kimmy, by the way, Michael is um, an educator. He has done a lot of kind of higher education counseling, career counseling. He's an instructor, he's an administrator. Um, he also holds a bachelor's degree in communications and a master's degree in educational counseling. His wife, Kimmy, just finished her degree in dance education and health. Yes. And when you did th- when we said that, Kimmy Skyboy, his eyes lit right up because <laughs> he thinks he's a little dancer. And, you know, he's really not. But uh, so here's Kimmy has a career. Uh, Michael has a career. Well, I mean, Kimmy would like to use her skills. She's not just the label of a mommy. Right, right. Even though you are, so what? What we're what we're doing? They wrote a book. Michael wrote a book called "How to Treat Your Pregnant Wife," and the the entire book, I think, was just lessons learned from his life and other men, and what they say and what they don't say. But it was pretty smart, Michael, to get some of this down. Like you knew we need to arrange a ladies' night out for your wife. Mm-hmm. Now, did you do that just because she was all
8: hormonal and you were afraid of her? No. Once the baby's born, it's a lot harder for her to get out. It's a lot harder to arrange things. She's trapped. Yeah, sort of. And I just being preemptive, I guess. Uh, That's a big issue, too, is um, a lot of times
0: when you're pregnant or just delivered, you can't think straight. And you can't remember everything we're supposed to do. So then all of a sudden, does it, I mean, I'm assuming that would seriously bug you if he's like, oh, yeah, never mind. She can't remember anything since the baby was born. But, Mike, you said if she forgot to do something she told you she was going to do, this can happen during
8: pregnancy, don't call her on it. Right. Let it go. You don't have to win.
0: Yeah. Is it true? Is, is the reverse true? Because when I forget everything, and I think it might be because of my wife's pregnancies.
5: <laughs> that you forget everything? <laughs> I've gained
0: weight and I forget a lot. But they. I guess it's not the same for me. Wow. Well. That seems unfair. <laughs> But really, you've got so many hormones you've lost. You've got so much – I mean, amazing what chemistry a woman loses when she has a baby. And I I can't tell you how many clients I've had in postpartum depression and husbands saying, oh, come on. We're all under stress and it's not the same thing. It is not the same.
8: (laughs) Shut your mouth. I'm a guy telling you it is not the same.
0: It's not. And and yet um, I've even seen women that don't want to take that excuse. There's a lot of weird – Kind of emotional feelings that women go through, right, Kimmy? When yeah, like it's a cute baby, and yet you might want to go to work, (laughs) and you don't want to leave your baby, and yet your dreams and your goals are there.
9: Yeah, it you get torn because you want that. Like in some situations, you want that baby so bad, you're willing to give up everything. But yet in the back of your head, you're like, oh, but I still love that thing, and um, it's a balance. You have to find the timing that's right for you. I knew. That like timing wasn't right at certain times, and I had to wait until the timing was right. And then we, we went with the timing then when I went back to school. But
8: seven months pregnant in a ballet class that was holy cool. Holy cow! <laughs> Did you wear a 2 No, because that would have been that yeah,
9: would have been really funny.
0: <laughs> but it's hard. I mean, ballet teachers and instructors can get pregnant too. <laughs> yeah,
9: it's true. <laughs> I funny. was in one semester into school and found out we were pregnant with number five. And I was like, what? Because that wasn't God. the plan. That And, wasn't and plan. so we, you know, we adjusted and I went on and I finished. But, yeah, you never know.
0: And it's, I guess part of this is, and maybe one of your rules, um, I know, is to try to stay ex- excited. Be excited as a guy for your wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just that she's having the baby. But if you don't show excitement, it's got to create kind of a negative
8: vibe. Oh, yeah. You know, we could do this if we weren't, if you weren't having a baby. Yeah, right. We could have had a boat. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's changing now that you're pregnant, Kimmy. Thanks, Kimmy. Sorry. And you're like, <laughs> it's
0: a big shock to me too. Yeah, you're not the only one here. It's like
9: uh, I can't really reverse this at this point, so we're going forward. <laughs> well, the reason
8: you have to be so excited is because they get depressed, they get angry, they get whatever, yeah. and it's not constant. Things change, right. but you've got to be positive the whole time. Well, how hard is that? It's hard. When there when you're already in a weird f-
0: physical, you know, roller coaster and your husband's not happy about the whole thing anyway.
9: Mm, that would be hard. I never luckily we never I never went through that like of him not being happy with it. But, you know, I think there's a lot of worry. I think mom's worry, we worry we're going to be good enough. We worry that everything's going to go well, you know, are we going to be healthy? Is the baby going to be okay? There's a lot of worrying going on and so if your husband's not there to counterbalance that a little bit, I think it can really make you crazy and and put you in a place you don't want to be.
0: We even just we read about that that uh, once you're pregnant, male the male cortisol levels go up, so our stress hormone goes up, so we start to feel a little bit more horm- I mean, stress hormone. So we're we are probably wired. We're trying to figure out how we're going to pay for this, and simultaneously testosterone starts to drop. So now we don't have necessarily that energy, that go get them, the the get up and go to go do that, which makes us, I guess, a little bit better parent, but maybe not the same old partner we were. Well,
8: you know, and some advice to us, at some point, the guy's got to take a time out yeah. and remember himself and not lose himself in yeah. all this. But at the same time, man up and be the man and take care of her yeah. and Go back to the basics. If you start feeling like you're not excited about it or you're getting negative, go back to when you just fell in love. Yeah. Everything gets happy again. So.
0: Well, and, and um, turn it into something else, right? I mean, if all of our conversations about the baby are about wh- how are we going to afford this, if it's all about money, if it's all about how it's going to impact our job or our lives, that baby's going to turn into a fairly negative symbol. Oh, yeah. Then you've got to raise the baby. Then you're going to pay for it. That's real. That happens. Then you've got a Skyboy. <laughs> right, Skyboy? Right. Skyboy used to sneak out when he was a kid. And it's, he was just trying to give his parents payback time. <laughs> Sorry. Are we telling too much? Are your parents listening to this guy? Oh, boy. We just threw Sky under the, under the bus there. Um, so we wanted to be involved. We want to be excited. Go to the doctors, help, be positive. Let's give some more advice. What, what's another tip you've got just in the top of mind
8: to stay interested, to stay involved, Mike? All right. Well, besides going to the doctors, but being involved in everything planning talking about the names, planning on what to buy, how the room's going to be. A lot of people, uh, guys think, man, that's really the wife's job. They go into Neanderthal mode, and yeah. I'm going to be less masculine if I show that I'm really caring and interested in this because I'm just doing the work. No, such- every aspect, be involved. You're not losing
0: anything. It's like a, when the, a lot of times when we get engaged or married, the the woman gets really excited about the wedding kind of arrangements thing, and they jump on it, and they're all into it. And I see marriage after marriage where the guy doesn't have a voice. He doesn't care. Whatever. I'll just tell me where. I, tell me where you want me. In a way, I guess that's kind of stereotypical. Totally cool macho man. But also, I, that's a complaint. Men, women want their man active mm-hmm. in the life, right? Right. And in the baby as well. Now we may not have as big of a preference about what color we paint the baby room.
8: No, but don't act completely disinterested yeah. if they say, "Hey, which one do you like?" It doesn't matter. Whatever you pick is fine. I've done that. Mm-hmm. I know she doesn't like that, so I'm working on that one. Is that a
6: hard one? That's <laughs> yeah, difficult.
0: Some of the, Sometimes it's got to be exciting just to see that she's excited. I mean, it's got to be fun to just see that she's actually interested in doing up a bedroom or, I mean, something fun. There's got to be just pure excitement in knowing your wife is jazzed. And and wow. But I mean, five kids is probably different than... But your first kid, you guys were just probably loopy. Oh, oh.
9: totally. I, I mean, that's failed when, two classes in school because I you couldn't really? even concentrate. <laughs> now
0: to see what it cost you? Then you had to keep going and you I kept know, going until the fifth me, kid. Me,
9: well, I I think like over the years, it, it it was a lot of going back to school and stopping and starting and stopping and starting. So it was probably like a 15-year process to actually finish school. But, but she finished. But I did which it. is huge. Yeah. Well, and
0: tell me what that means to you.
9: Oh, it's huge! That was such an accomplishment. I remember my last day of student teaching, and I sat in my car and cried because I actually mm-hmm. did it. I was so proud of myself, and it was just an amazing thing. And and every day I go to work and and I teach, I just it's such a wonderful accomplishment for yeah. me that I'm so glad that I never quit.
0: Not cool. Well, that's great for your kids because yeah. they're going they see that mom. You just don't quit. Yeah. You find your passion and you just keep going. Um, this is funny. Don't um. Don't ever say this. Is this right? Help me with this. like right. do, do you feel as miserable as you look?
6: <laughs>
0: yeah.
8: There's variations of that. Yeah. But yes, she does.
0: Um, that, I mean, that's just messed up.
8: Just messed up. I did. And I messed up on that one. Do you feel as fat as you look?
0: See how bad that is? And
8: that led to the elephant march stomping sound that I made one time. tried on a coworker that wasn't any more appreciated. You actually did the elephant boom, march, boom, 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 boom. that yeah. thing, and uh, How, I thought it was kind of funny, and yeah. it wasn't. Nope, nope.
0: But at least you didn't do it at home. No, I sure, did at you, home. You did. Oh, you
8: did too, and at work, right?
0: Well, you needed this book. I did That's why it's there. It's right? apparently why you wrote it. Don't do this. Right. I
8: mean, so are you trying to help the men here? Mm-hmm. Well, the relationships in general. I mean, yeah. guys just need to treat their wives better, and sure, there's. There's a conversation for another day about how the guy feels and all that. But honestly, just from watching, guys don't always treat their wife or kids right. That's right. And this is just, you could get so close during the pregnancy months so many ways. And so it's just supposed to be a common sense guide on how to not miss those opportunities and grow closer as a couple. I mean, that's what's great about it is the
0: tension I mean, and the difficulty of this challenge has the power to bring you closer together. mm mm-hmm. But it has to be kind of we're doing it together, and it's so easy i I've just found it's so easy in a lot of things that men maybe it's our egos, we just kind of defer like we're not good at it, you hold the baby or uh I mean it's weird you you get the you have a baby that's crying and we're not doing it right, and maybe the mom just steps in and knows how to do it and gets it done and we kind of get this idea in our head that okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the babies are yours. I've even had men say, "Yeah, I don't do little kids. Like I don't do the grand, like grandkids. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when they're babies, I have. when they're bigger, right? I want. I mean, the bigger kids, I'll do. That. Your
8: kids want you to be involved from day one. Mm-hmm. There's yeah.
0: well, and your wife does too. And mm-hmm. to see that, to see that you're like anxiously engaged in learning this, and even if you're not good at it, that you're trying. And so maybe that's one thing too right. is make sure we're noticing what their husbands are doing right. I mean, we're going to mess up a lot.
8: But usually we're not going to break the child. All they want (laughs) is an honest, loving attempt at it all. Yeah. Well, I I think my favorite
9: moments were watching my husband with a baby asleep on his shoulder. Like, I just love those moments. And I remember with... One of them, like that, those first few weeks when they're crying every night around seven o'clock, like that's just normal. And I remember him talking to one of the babies and being like, I know this is your crying time. And it was just like this amazing moment for me to like, Oh, I love my husband. He's so awesome.
0: Isn't that amazing? That's a great.
9: So it was one of those things like you were saying, like it's a, it's a chance to bring your relationship closer and I yeah. don't want to miss those moments. And
0: then you can get, if you can go in there and say, can I just tell you when you were just holding the baby there, that was the hottest thing I've seen you do. In yeah.
8: A long time. <laughs> you didn't tell me that.
0: <laughs> and I was oh, like, yes. dang it. That holds the baby. How old is your baby?
9: Our baby just turned seven. Yeah.
0: They're harder to hold now. They are. A lot harder to hold. They still want you to. They do, don't they? Cut (laughs) a love with that. We're talking to the Snaps, Uh, Michael and Kimmy Snap. Michael wrote a book, How to Treat Your Pregnant Wife, A Common Sense Guide. We're going to come back and talk about how to make sure that our wives, our spouses, don't lose their self-esteem, their identity. Through this pregnancy and and some tools and ideas for that. This is the Matt Townsend show right here on BYU Radio, Sirius XM one forty three,
6: KBYU FM HD two, Provo. Uh, music is pretty much how I
10: recharge. Someone asked me yesterday, I think one of the students, uh, you'd like to do anything other than music?
2: And I said, yes, more music.
4: So let us recharge you with Highway 89, where we bring you live music performances and interviews straight from the recording studio at the heart of BYU Radio. Tune in to Highway 89 Monday through Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
1: This is Sam McCall for BYU Radio News. The deaths of 19 highly skilled firefighters made yesterday as dark a day as Arizona Governor Jan Brewer can remember. Investigators are working to discover what led to the tragic loss, which made yesterday the worst day for firefighters since the 9 11 tragedy. With the chances for political asylum in Ecuador dwindling, Edward Snowden has now reportedly applied for protection from the U.S. in Russia. However, his new request is not even going to be considered, according to Russian President Vladimir Putin, until Snowden stops leaking information that could be harmful to the U.S. A 31-year-old veteran acrobat From Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Soleil, excuse me, died over the weekend after falling 50 feet during a live performance in Las Vegas. Audience members say they initially thought the fall was part of the show. George Zimmerman took the stand in his own defense today and gave his own account of what happened the night he says he killed teen Trayvon Martin in self-defense. Jurors in the murder trial also heard a tape of Zimmerman's first police interview after the incident. Thousands of commuters in San Francisco had a rough time getting to work this morning as the first city rail worker strike in 50, 15 years started today. Talks about wages and benefits broke down last night leading to the strike. In world news, military leaders in Egypt have given President Mohamed Morsi 48 hours to share some powers or face a forcibly imposed roadmap for the future of the country. The virtual ultimatum is being issued as millions of people protest in the streets demanding Morsi resign. As part of a continuing European response to possible U.S. spying, European Union offices are being swept thoroughly to try and confirm the claims. French leaders have already warned a new trade deal may be in limbo if the reports are proven true. President Obama is downplaying the growing EU controversy, saying many countries' intelligence agencies collect data beyond regular media reports, including some from Europe. The president also said his administration will contact and address those concerned. That's the news to the top of the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here today. We are talking about pregnancy and how you relate to your pregnant spouse well, oh, now, by the way, these ideas are just as, as good and applicable if you are a, a step or a grandfather or a grandfather-in-law. If you're out there and these are, you know, grandchildren doing this, pay attention. Because I think, you know, there's sometimes some generational differences in how we see pregnant people and pregnant partners. Today, we have asked the Snaps to join us. Michael J. Snap. Uh, Wrote the book How to Treat Your Pregnant Wife, a Common Sense Guide. And Kimmy Snap was the pregnant woman he treated with common sense at times. He did. And not so common sense at other times. (laughs) Sorry.
9: Mostly common sense.
0: (laughs) My bad. Uh, But they wrote a great book, and you can get the book um, on Amazon.com, on online sources and sites. Um, You can also go to DeseretBook.com to pick it up. It's it's just a great book because it's full of ideas. Don't come home from work and ask, "Hey, what's for dinner?"
9: Oh yeah, I hate that question. Now it's just like making dinner, and well, sometimes you just like the thought of food when you're pregnant. You just can't even deal with that, much less think of feeding the whole family. And some things you just can't smell. Yeah,
0: like yeah, do not make me smell that <laughs> tuna casserole. Oh, uh, uh,
9: hamburger.
0: T- <laughs> does that smell like tuna to you? You go, you go <laughs> does that smell like tuna? <laughs> it's weird because it's <laughs> peanut butter. But Sm- it's this. Tell mind me what you think it is. for a week. Um, I guess one of the big things that you also hit on, Mike, is this idea of self-esteem, self-worth, self-identity. A lot of times maybe our wives lose their self-identity, who they are, because they just kind of become this label. They're just pregnant, Right. they're just moody, you're hormonal. We use all these labels instead of letting them just be them.
8: Exactly. And I want to get one thing perfectly clear. Her greatest desire, honestly, is to be the best mom that she can be. That's really what she wants. But that's not her entire identity. Yeah. When we first met and were dating, she was a dancer. And she told me just when we were dating, she wanted dancing to be part of her life forever somehow. And I remember thinking, man, if I can convince her to marry me, I'm going to be committed to this somehow. And so. She's a dancer. Yeah. yeah, What guy doesn't want to be married to a dancer? (laughs) Right on. (laughs) And so I, I started to see that she started to lose kind of her identity and forgetting her dreams. And I think much of that was my fault. Yeah. So focused on me getting through school and different things. And it's really hard to not be egocentric that way, I guess. And so you got to keep reminding yourself that she has dreams and aspirations and you owe it to her because you convinced her that you were that good at one point. It's almost natural, don't you think?
0: Like uh, moms, you take the role of mom and mom is a huge role. Then our whole identity is mom.
9: Yeah, it really does. And then there's that time where like, well, since we had five kids, that, like we had all these little people and it was so physically demanding and, and mentally demanding that that was really all I could focus on for a little while. And so it, it was, there were, there were nights though that I'd be like, oh yeah, I used to do this and this. And
0: I remember when I used to have a life.
9: <laughs> yeah. And people would ask me, what, what do you do in your spare time? And I'm like, spare uh, time? what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I think that's time.
0: when I changed the diaper. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, that's what anymore. I do in my what spare time. What do I do <laughs> in my spare time? Um, it's, uh, th- that's why you went back to do the d- to finish your dance degree, dance yeah. and health.
9: Well, and it was funny because when I was going back to school, I was going to do science and. And my husband works at the college that I was going to, and so he's like, "Well, you know, the dance degree just opened, so it was brand new. So if he hadn't have suggested that, I'd, I might not have known. But he really wanted me to be aware so that I'd have that choice, and so I went that
0: direction. Which so, I was he, so glad. he he actually accomplished the promise he promised he did. you. He, he kept his promise,
9: and it was nice to know that he was always in my corner. Like he's always in my corner, but like that he supported me all the way through school. He wanted me to finish, and he knew that was important to me, and that. Made it easier to finish on those days where I just thought this is never going to end i 'm never going to finish he I always knew I had a cheerleader in my corner, and yeah. that was great
0: it's um it's it's also hard so that 's kind of the emotional side you know what you are you're you are a mom, you are a wife you 're also a teacher you 're a dancer you're a friend you're a sister probably you're a daughter you're all of these things um, plus you're a, you have a body, and all of a sudden your body is like <laughs> Seriously taking a beating, especially a little dancer body. I was a dancer too, by the way,
5: yeah.
0: Kimmy. And nobody gets that. But it's hard. My body took a beating. and But with these kids, um, he can't talk. Like, if, Did it ever bug you? Because this is one of the things he said. Don't try to convince a pregnant lady how fat or out of shape you feel. Yeah. <laughs> like that is like... And we don't even oh. think that, like, you say, oh, my heavens, my hips are killing me. And you're like, your hips are killing me. I ran two miles today.
9: Yeah. <laughs> I don't Shut really up. have a lot of sympathy for that. Sorry. <laughs>
4: you're lucky.
0: You get to run. Yeah. <laughs> or like the bladder. Oh, I've got to go to the bathroom again. Oh, my word. Okay. You've got the smallest little bladder in the world. <laughs> no, I actually have a human pressing on it yeah. from the inside out.
9: It's kind of smashed.
0: Yeah. Um, how how did you – how do you recover and what can the guys out there do to help our wives feel better about themselves physically?
9: I think don't be so quick to point out the physical. We know. We know exactly yeah. what we look like or yeah. what we think we look like. I I mean, lie to us. Tell us how beautiful we are if yeah. we're not and and like just – pretending you understand or, or being sympathetic or like, I understand that you're sick. I'm sorry. I can't help you. I wish I could. You know, just even that comment validates that, yes, I am sick and thank you for understanding or thank you for even caring, you know, and, and just knowing that he cares that you're sick or that, you know, you're tired or that you may feel like you look like a balloon and that you, you don't, don't want don't to go in public.
8: Like <laughs> well, and if you can't find the right things to say, avoid the dumb ones. You don't, Hey, do you, those stretch marks. Do those go away, or no. what's up with that? Let's count them. Right. Let's count your stretch marks. Yeah, is that a new stretch mark One game? And if they don't know, that's not that? information they want to know.
9: Don't point it out.
8: It's,
0: you are—they are taking a beating. Yeah, that's so hard. What do you, um, what do you do to? Because a lot of times I'm not sure the women believe us anyway. Hmm. So we say you look great, and they're like, "No, really. I know how I look. Right. I've never had four chins. I know that." <laughs> I know that. Right. So what do we do? I mean, I guess we try. And part of it is just, I guess, knowing that sincerely we don't know what to do and just say, I don't know what to do, but I just want to help you.
9: Well, I think that honesty is nice, too. Like, I really want to be here for you. What do you need? What What would you like me to say? What, you know, like, what would be helpful? Or, or you know, if we do say, hey, that wasn't helpful, not getting all offended Yeah, that we said something, because I think you'd rather know than not know and be stepping in it all the time. But um yeah, that's hard because it is. It's a balance of like I'm trying to be nice, and I don't know what you need. And well,
8: and one thing I discovered when she was pregnant, turns out she still liked to hold hands. She still wanted to be kissed. Yeah, she, she's not a leper, right? Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, she wants. You're still
0: married, right? Yeah, I don't, maybe yeah. leper. I mean, maybe lepers want it too. But it's it. She's not. But that's interesting because we might pull away. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I, I know I we shouldn't be intimate, but. You still, I mean, a back rub would be great, and a break, uh, and let me get you to bed. Why don't you go up to bed and let me put the kids to sleep? And why don't you just go read a book? Anything, mm-hmm. but you're also saying touch and still oh, yeah. be a lover and still be a partner and still take her to dinner and, and physical yeah.
8: touch, massaging the feet, her temples, something like yeah. that. There's all kinds of ways like that. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, I like to sing to my babies when they're in utero. Aww.
5: That's sweet. Well,
0: my wife hates it. Um, it. <laughs> she also won't ever slow down to let me do it. So I have to just follow her around the house and right. sing down by her belly.
6: Like it's a short
0: song. It's, it's a short song. I put a headset on her belly, and it's just some of my favorite songs I've sung. Um, we nice. don't know what to do, do we? I mean, really, it's and it's kind of a one-off. Every person's different. Every mari- I mean, every pregnancy's different. I used to watch my wife, who really never missed a beat, really like never stopped, never stopped doing anything. And I would have, I would have died, if I had, I would die, period. Right. I could never have done it. <laughs>
8: True enough. And I couldn't even have kept. I couldn't keep up with her doing it. It's hard. Well, especially I'm thinking about the people who might be pregnant right now. It's a hundred degrees outside. Yeah. It's. Uh, Can chest. you imagine right now? Being in Arizona, mm.
0: 117 or whatever,
9: oh, we did that once. I was I wasn't far enough along to be super miserable, but yeah, I just remember by September thinking, okay, I'm done. It can it can be under 100 degrees now because it had been for six months or something. Yeah, yeah that was rough.
0: <laughs> I mean, it could you could be in Louisiana, like 90 something percent humidity, right? And your wife's like, it's hot. Oh, pff.
8: you know, well, Come just, on. it's only 90. Just right now, I watched these these pregnant couples walking around out there in the heat in the Utah desert. While well, it's not humid, I'm still watching the guys walk 15, 20 feet ahead of their yeah. wife. Come on, hurry it up a little. <laughs> no, like, it. Seriously, you can, you can. it's not a parking spot. Move it. That's, right. that's
0: so sad. Yeah. Oh, my heavens. It's like we just have no clue. Uh, one of your tips you give in the book is allow her first and last say in the naming of the baby. The reward for carrying it, man. You carry it. I mean, that's you see that a lot, though. Where the, No, 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 no. It's going to be named after Dad, and it's going to be the third or the fourth. But he doesn't look like Ludwig. That's right. <laughs> it's interesting. That's a that should be the right of the mom. I mean, Dad's going to have a say.
8: Yeah, and we talked about it and everything, but I don't know. It just seems like you carry it, you own it, it's yours, right? Yeah, you know. Well, possessions
0: right. nine tenths of the lies. I don't know what the tenths. Are.
8: Under the influence of painkillers, though, she told me, "I want you to name it whatever you want to name it." Okay. I could have named your daughter. Kike, right, yeah. or Biff. Biff, and it would have been just fine by her at that moment. So conversations are good to have, but when no. it comes right down to it. It is a good time to talk when they're a little juiced up. Right. You
0: can get a lot of stuff <laughs> done contractually it's legal. Um, so what else do we need to know? Tell me if there's – so as you're thinking about this, um, Kimmy, what's the one thing that every man should know? Dealing with a pregnant woman.
9: That We just want you to – be as excited as we are and to just love us anyway (laughs) even though we're being crazy because a lot of it we can't control and as much as we want to like bursting into tears and and then I would be laughing and it's like I don't know what's wrong with me (laughs) and feeling completely out of control like that was hard for me like completely losing all control of my body like it was really weird and so just feeling like I still mattered to him even though I was like this totally weird different person. And and he was always really good about that. Like I never felt like I was in his way or second or something was – off because I was pregnant. He was always there for me still. And just that support is amazing. Even if you're trying and it's not the right thing. And I'm like, oh, that was kind of mean, but yeah. or not mean, but like not even close, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you're trying. And that meant so much.
0: Trying matters, doesn't it? It does. Like that, it almost matters more than your delivery. Yeah. You're here. You're at least trying. Like if every night you're still trying to get it right, it's. That's that really might be that might say everything you need to know.
9: Yeah, because that means that they still love you and they they are you're still as important to them as as you were when you were dating and and everything was exciting. And it's still that love is still there.
0: It's huge. What would you say, Michael? Here you wrote a book, How to Treat Your Pregnant Wife. If you had to choose just one piece, one little ditty that you'd say is, you know, the one thing that goes the
8: longest way. You promised you'd love her no matter what.
0: In thickness and thin. Right.
8: (laughs) Yeah. They, ooh, see what you did there? I see? Like that. Right. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. But uh Right, you promised you'd love her. And so man, just make good on it. Yeah. And be patient. You don't have to know it all. You just have to listen. Pay attention. I agree. And it's I think it's the huge moment where we turn something
0: difficult into something that's unified ours. And then even start adding the children in as you're going through it with kids that are going growing old with it. Um there's something really powerful about it. It is life. I mean you're on the edge of this incredible moment of life and we share it. And you don't really know how powerful it is until you don't have it, until the delivery doesn't work and you lose a child or something. This is power and it could divide us or it could unify us. And so I think uh, everyone has got to go check out the book. Go look at it. Look it up on DeseretBook.com or on Amazon.com. The book by michael j snap how to treat your pregnant wife a common sense guide great information kids maybe you needed more kids (laughs) yeah you're good i think think i've ought to do it yes (laughs) thanks for coming guys appreciate you thank you and uh, we're gonna take a break when we come back we're gonna wrap it up take another caller from our facebook page She's got some funny uh stories about chips, I believe. And we're also going to uh, do a little wrap-up on the show, give you some more principles. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to BYU Radio.
5: You thought your baking soda model volcano was a great science fair demonstration. This young man invented an instant healing gel before he graduated college.
6: This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future.
5: Science fiction often inspires or forecasts the invention of new technologies, and Joe Landolina may have created the real-life version of a sci-fi instant healing spray, as seen in shows like Star Trek or video games like Mass Effect. Joe's invention, called Vetagel, instantly stops even major bleeding the second it hits a wound. Then it goes on to immediately begin the healing process. The gel's active ingredient is a synthetic version of a skin component called the extracellular matrix, which holds your skin cells together. Fragments of ECM in the gel instantly bind and align with their neighbors in a bleeding wound, sealing the injury without needing to apply pressure. The gel isn't just a super glue for wounds. It also activates actual healing through blood components called factor 12 and the platelet cells. The gel acts like real flesh and the body seems to accept and incorporate it as it heals. He hasn't finished getting his college degrees yet, but Joe's gel looks like it has applications from healing boo-boos on the playground to surgery on the battleground and even helping heal bed sores in the elderly. For Innovation Now, this is
6: Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. You don't have to
3: be in your car or your office to listen to BYU Radio. Now all your favorite shows can go everywhere you do. Download our free iOS app and listen to BYU Radio on the go. Tune in for The Morning Show, Matt Townsend, Cougar Sports, and more. All on your iPhone or iPad. Download our app today and listen to BYU Radio. Talk about good.
0: Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we're taking on pregnancy, and we are talking about how to be a healthy, effective, loving partner of a beautiful pregnant person. How to not, you know, increase their ire. How to not get in trouble. What to say. What not to say. And we put it out on Facebook. We've been getting a lot of really fun answers on um. <laughs> On Facebook, and in fact, we've got one from on Facebook from Amanda in Mapleton, Utah, and Amanda, we've we've called her and asked her to be on the show to help us with this advice. Amanda, are you there?
10: Yeah, I'm, I'm here.
0: Okay, Amanda, four kids, right? Yes,
10: I've got four kids.
0: Little beautiful gifts from heaven.
10: Oh, of course, of course, just all the time, night and day.
0: Night and day, angels just slowly beating you down, one <laughs> ball right. game at a time. That's- Tell me, Amanda, what, what's your what's your advice, or what's your stories? What have you learned kind of being a pregnant mom with a husband that maybe doesn't quite get it?
10: Okay, he is, since having four kids, I have to say, before I kind of throw him under the bus here, Yeah. with this funny little story about our first baby boy, Johnny, um, he has come a long way, and he's a great husband, and he's learned a lot. We've both learned a lot, but when I was very first- Pregnant with our first kid. I guess I wasn't first pregnant, but, I, you know, I, I, I gained some weight. I gained some weight, and we're watching a football game, and I'm sitting there eating a bag of chips, and he takes the bag of chips for me, and he says, You've had enough already. <laughs> but what I heard was, You're fat enough already. Oh. So either way, it doesn't sound good. Yeah. And his brother heard, You're fat enough already, and we both looked at him like... Uh, what did you just say? And he said, oh, no, I didn't say that. I said, you've had enough already. And I'm like, either way, it is not good. You should not say that. So,
0: <laughs> How long did it take him to fix that?
10: Oh, my gosh. It was because I, I thought it was hilarious anyway because I thought, you know, I, my weight was, it was fine. My doctor wasn't concerned. I didn't need to be concerned. So I think it's just a funny story, something to laugh at and tell people. But he, you know, of course it's kind of embarrassing for him because it was not.
0: Yeah, well, I think it teaches the importance. A little while. Uh, Yeah, it does, and it's always going to take a while to recover. I think it teaches the importance of enunciating.
10: Yes. Exactly. But either way, it didn't, it didn't sound good. I would just, it's like, I know my butt and my thighs already look like the the Pillsbury Doughboy. I don't need a reminder. Yeah. like, if I want to eat these chips, I'm going to eat them and leave me alone about it.
0: You know what? uh, You know what, Amanda? It sounds like just kind of a universal rule. Let's just lay it down right here. Universal rule. Never take food away from a pregnant woman. (laughs) Even if it's going to kill her,
10: No. let her eat it. If the the doctor's not concerned, you don't need to be concerned. Just just let her have it.
0: (laughs) Isn't that funny? Now, you say he's learned now, right?
10: Yes, he has now since then. If I'm ever, I mean, even, you know, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight after having four kids. Yeah, I believe me,
0: I've been doing it for 20 years. Right,
10: exactly. So... It, it's, you know, it's always, I hate that first 15 pounds I gained back. Like yeah. when I get pregnant and I'm gaining that 15 pounds and I'm like, you're in between, you feel fat, you don't look pregnant yet. It's just, you don't, I don't know. But he did, but now he says to me, he's like, you're not fat, you're just pregnant. You know, you look, you look great. So he's, he's okay. definitely come a long way. He's I,
0: I got a test for him. You ready? This is what I want you to sure. do tonight when he gets home.
10: Okay. All right.
0: Okay. Well, you just walk up to him. Wear, uh-huh. just get some tight jeans on. Okay. And then just say, hey, babe, just, but you got to do it fast because you don't want him to think. You want to just watch, you just want to watch the sheer terror when you okay. ask this question. Okay. Hey, just say, hey, babe, do, I, do these jeans make me look fat? <laughs> no. Just ask that. And then watch yeah. his eyes. Watch his eyes. Okay. And see if he goes all shifty on you and his feet start oh, moving, like knows. if he starts working toward the door. Yeah. You, he's not ready. You've got it. You've got to work them
7: some more. Yeah,
0: (laughs) because that's a. It's hard because the weight thing. I don't think as guy we don't get it. We don't quite get like you. You actually like you right there. You just said the first fifteen pounds that you gain back kind of immediately before you're actually showing the pregnancy. That was a whole concept I didn't know existed. Like the first fifteen, which is like it was
10: was so traumatic, especially with my first kid. Yeah, because it's like I've never gained. You know, I'd always kind of been on a certain weight, and I never gained that much weight before. Like ten pounds, fifteen pounds added to yeah. me. I'm like, oh my gosh! I just, yeah, I feel like I look so. good.
0: Amanda, big. are you adding up your weight on a calculator right now?
10: <laughs> no, because
0: <laughs> I hear a beeping sound. Oh, I thought it was no. like, it's just a lot of beeps. Don't worry about it. Hey, <laughs> no, um, no, no,
7: no. Well,
0: I appreciate the call. I, I'm proud of you for. I mean, you you survived the hey, you're fat enough already comment.
10: Yes. Oh yeah. Oh and, yeah. And we, you still love done your man. That Yep, I love him. He's a great
0: guy. Nobody needs to die over a <laughs> yeah. dumb comment. I appreciate you, Amanda. Thanks so much for All joining right. us. And, uh, Thank you very much. keep watching. In fact, we'll be posting this out there so you can share the whole audio with him.
7: Oh, great. Okay. Awesome. He'll look, appreciate that. Look That's for great. it on
0: <laughs> iTunes. That's great. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda, from Mapleton, okay. Utah. Um, Thanks, See ya. You bet. And, you know, it's really cool. It's funny. The body thing's a big deal. I didn't... I mean, I knew that they were sensitive. I know my wife's sensitive. One time, we, we just recently, we took a picture at the beach, and she's like, look at my arms. Are my arms getting bigger? And I'm like, no, they're not. They really aren't. But she, she's like, no, they are, and just tell me if they are. And I'm like, no, really, they're not. And after hours of kind of discussing if her arms were getting bigger, um, I just started agreeing. Okay, they are. They're bigger. They're not big. And then it, we turned it into a joke. But you know what? It wasn't a funny joke to her. So she still, I, this the other day, she was working out with weights because she's like, I'm, I'm going to make my arms skinnier. Uh, we did get one more really great comment on our Facebook page that I wanted to share with you about our bodies. Okay, Jeremy said to his wife, Emily, I guess that's all the information I'll give. Um, One of the comments was: One day I was complaining about my stretch marks. I'm assuming that was Emily, Uh, and he said, "Stretch marks? Those aren't stretch marks. Those are battle wounds, and you should be proud of every single one." It was exactly what I needed to hear. She said, and it changed my perspective on quite a few things. That's one of the things I think uh, that's powerful. Is if we're kind of if we're unified on this. If we if our goal is to get a baby to Earth. And, um, you know, thank heavens for moms that are willing to sacrifice their bodies to do it. It's important. It's essential that, uh, that we do this. And sadly, as dads, there's just far too many of us that aren't stepping up, let alone taking care of the kids when they come but stepping up and being a part of it. So can I just challenge you, if you're out there, if you are about to get pregnant, if you are pregnant, if you just recently had a child, let's all recommit. Right now, let's recommit to being a better father. Let's get back in our kids' lives. Let's get back in our grandkids' lives. If we've been thinking, hey, let's, I, I was going to take my kids to that park. Let's take the kids to the park. If you, if you think in your head, I really ought to help more around the house since my wife's pregnant, let's start helping around the house. Let's not wait for a knockdown, drag out. I I just think we're we're maybe too selfish of uh, of a group of people, of a generation, and maybe we're no longer worrying about the other like we should. I've had many a, a friend and relative, even recently, a neighbor who, you know, now three months before she's due, uh, starts bleeding and can no longer um, be out and about. She now has to stay home, so now she's bedridden with a baby on board and needs help. And now we're going to step up. Now the friends and the neighbors are going to step up. People are going to help. We don't need to wait till somebody is near losing a child to start uh, taking it. Let's not do that. I also um, have seen the impact of a uh, family losing a baby to SIDS and seeing the powerful strengthening uh, effect that that loss of the baby had for the family. I would just challenge all of us let's not let's have that strengthening effect by just the mere fact we're having a baby. Bringing a baby to this earth is a blessing, it's a gift. I think it's the closest thing you can do that uh, can immediately take you back to God and get reconnected to to what you believe in most. Thanks again for joining us folks. This is the Matt Townsend show. Remember, our goal on the show is to help you remind help to remind you about the good in the world. There is a lot of good stuff, and honestly, bringing children into the world, no matter how traumatic and stressful it is, it is a blessing. And uh, let's start holding our kids closer and loving our parents and our families and our wives even more. This is the show. We'll be back tomorrow with more great ideas, tools, solutions for you right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.